Welcome to the Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. Dwight's in Mount Sterling. He's, he's doing what he and I do, so... <laughs> But uh, I'm so thankful to be here today, and uh, you know, you all are family, and uh, just friends and family, and I'm just so, so thankful. I saw faces that I haven't seen in a long time, and, and I'm just so thankful and grateful to be here. I've got one more announcement to add to Matt's. I talked to Pastor Hall before church, and he said to go ahead and mention it, but October the 9th, we're having in Mount Sterling, we're having a block party. It's outside. But we're having a block party, and uh, we're inviting all churches in Mount Sterling that want to be a part of it. But there's not going to be any church signs up. We're just lifting up the kingdom of God. Uh, Patrick has got uh, some of his prison ministry teams coming from out of state. And uh, one group of them are the, the rappers. Uh, so we're having it up at Dubois. And uh, there, it's going to be from 5 to 8. We'll try to get some written uh, flyers and things. But we need help. <laughs> we need volunteers. So anybody, because we're going to have a tent for food. We're going to feed. We're not charging. We're going to have some good food. <laughs> Patrick likes to eat, so he's got a good menu set. <laughs> I know he'll hear this later, and he'll agree with me. Yeah, <laughs> he'll agree. But we got some good food planned. We're going to have a food tent. Uh, we're going to have prayer tents. We are, uh, then the, the, there's an outside basketball court. That's where the preaching and the rappers are going to be set up. We're going to have uh, blow-ups for the smaller children over in another field. Uh, so we got a lot planned, but we need help. <laughs> we need people to be there with us under those prayer tents to pray. We're going to need people to help us in the food some. We're going to get, we've got some outside help that's already going to help. But we don't want all the, uh, the people that want to be a part of the praying and all of that to have to do certain things. But some people say, hey, that's what I like to do. You know, I want to help with the food. I want to help serve. So if you want to help with that, if you want to be a part of the prayer team, if you, uh, whatever you want to do, come and talk to some of us from uh, Mount Sterling, and we, we've got stuff you can do. So it's going to be an awesome day, though. But uh, the main thing is we're just bringing the church together to lift up Jesus and to get people to the Lord. Amen? So that's what we're doing. So October the 9th from 5 to 8 in Mount Sterling. But if you want to volunteer and help, it'll be more than 5 to 8. We'll need you most of that day. <laughs> so, but we would appreciate the help. And, but we're excited about what God's doing over there. Uh, Pastor Patrick and Kimberly are doing a, and, and Megan and uh, John, they're doing an awesome job leading us. And, and uh, God is just, it, God's just doing what he has called us to do. I mean, he planned this from the very start, God did, and he's doing it. And uh, so, but I'm thankful to be here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get started in my message. Uh, I was telling them earlier uh, in the nine o'clock service how much I appreciate Pastor Hall and Sister Hall and Pastor Mike and, and uh, Angie, how, how they've just brought us up, you know, in the Lord. 
we've been going here for so long and it's just like it didn't take very long for us to just be family we just became like we're just part of a family just just almost immediately and that's just a god thing you know and my dad always said there's no pastor like pastor hall <laughs> when that when dad first started visiting when me and matt were already coming here uh dad and mom came with us to visit and People were praying around the altars, and Pastor Hall was doing what Pastor Hall does. He was just praying and, and speaking over people, and he was going all the way down. And, and Dad said, if that's not a pastor's heart, I've never seen a pastor's heart. And they don't just preach to us on Sunday and then forget about us the rest of the week until, oh, I've got to preach next Sunday to them. We're in their hearts, and I know we are. Because sometimes you get something through the mail or sometimes you might get a, a phone call or, you know, of how much they love us and how much they've missed us if we've been out for some reason. And, and uh, so it's a, it's a God thing. It's a, it's a good thing. And I'm just so grateful. Let's give them a hand clap today. Amen. And I also said earlier, and then I'm going to get into my message, but I also said that Pastor Hall preaches like nobody else I've ever heard. Because I said, when he preaches, he takes me. I don't know how you all feel about it, but he takes me right there where we're at. And I told him earlier, I was like, one Sunday morning a few years ago, he was preaching on David and how David was taking lunch to his brothers and how he saw that giant. And, and I mean, I was right there on that battlefield. <laughs> I was right there. And it's like I saw that giant when David did. And, and I just felt like I was just right there. And uh, I told him later, I said, and I don't know if he preached on more that day or what, but I said, I am worn out. I've been to the battlefield with David. I've been, <laughs> but then heaven that night, he preached on heaven that night. We got to go to heaven that night. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, the golden streets, you know, the pearly gates, the throne of God, Jesus. He preaches on, the, on heaven and I thought, Lord God, I want to go there. <laughs> and it's not going to be long, Amen. <laughs> so my message today is, it's a setup. It's a setup that you're here today. Amen? So Lord, we just thank you and praise you and honor you, Father. God, that we are in your house. God, we thank you that we have your word, God, that does not return to you void. And God, we thank you for the name of Jesus that we've been singing about this morning, Lord. That, Lord, you make darkness flee. Lord, you change things, Lord. You make the chains fall. And, Lord, we thank you for the power that's in your name. There's no power. And, Lord, I thank you that one day, Lord, you delivered me from fear. I thank you, God, that you delivered me. And I honor you. I praise you. And, God, we ask you just to continue what you're doing in this service, Lord. Just let us receive, Lord, whatever the Holy Spirit leads us. Whatever we hear from the Holy Spirit today, whether it's by word or just Him speaking directly to the hearts, God, let us receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. I know one time I, I preached a message and uh, a lady came up afterwards and she said, Oh, this is what I got out of your message. And I thought later, I thought, that's nothing that I preached. <laughs> But you know what? God is doing what God does. He deals with our hearts. He knows. He knows what you need today. He knows what I need today. And He's here. He's here. Amen? So it's a setup. God has already set you up. If you are born again, you're blood-bought in the blood of Jesus, then there was a time that God set it up 
Now, you had the, you had the choice if you were going to receive it or not. But you had the choice to call on the Lord that day to make Him Lord and Savior of your life. So you had that choice, but God set it up. He set up where you were going to be. He set up who was going to say what. He set up uh, whatever was going to go on. He set that up. So just think about that during this message that God set it up. And now that we have been set up and we accepted Christ, now we can be a part of the setup for somebody else. Amen? Now we can let God use us to be a part of that setup because we are ambassadors for Christ. Amen? We are kings and priests. We have Jesus living in us. And now we can be a part of bringing people to God because Christ lives here in us. Amen? So we can lead them, and, and we can be a part of the setup. You can be a part of it, uh, set up in the schools. You can be a part of that set up in the factories or in the office. You can be a part of it here in church. Wherever you're at, at the hospitals, wherever you're at, you can be a part of what God is doing, and you can let God help you to be part of that setup. Amen? We've got good news to share. If, if God be for us, who can be against us? We've got, we got good news to share. Sometimes we take for granted and we think everybody knows that. Not everybody knows that. Not everybody's been told what we've been told. Amen? So that's why we've got good news to share. And a part of this setup, I love how God set up in chapter 10 of Acts, Cornelius. So Cornelius... It says in verse 1, he was a satirian of the band called the Italian band. He was a devout man and one that feared God with all of his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And then God went on to say, uh, your prayers and your alms have come up as a memorial before God. So he starts telling Cornelius about a man named Peter. So uh, he told him to send men uh, to Peter. So in verse 9 it says, On the morrow as they went, the men, on their journey and drew nigh to the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. So Peter fell into a trance. He was in a different realm. So God was working on Cornelius, speaking to him. He sent these men. He told him about Peter. He sent these men. But God was working on the other end, right? He was telling Peter. And he was talking to Peter. And he was telling Peter that there were things that he was calling unclean that God was calling clean. Right? So um, he said, rise, rise up, Peter. And then in verse 15, he said, What God hath cleansed, that thou call not thou unclean. So he's telling Peter, don't you call unclean what I've called clean. So he's teaching Peter and he's dealing with Peter. So in uh, verse 33, so when Cornelius and Peter come together, it says immediately, Cornelius, Cornelius is telling him, I sent to thee, and thou hast done well that thou art come. Now therefore are we all here present before God to hear all things 
that are commanded thee of God. So Cornelius is telling Peter, come and speak whatever God's put on your heart. Tell us about God, right? So what happens later? In verse 44, it says, While Peter yet spake, Peter's telling them about Jesus, and he's telling them how God has moved and all these things. And he said, While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. Now, people, that church, that brings us into it. Amen? That we can have a part of the Holy Ghost. The non-Jews were not, they thought they were, un, you know, they were unclean people. But God brought us in there. So he sent Peter, and while Peter yet spake, the Holy Ghost fell on them. So God had a plan, God set it up, and God brought it about. Because these people did what God had told them to do. So church, we can be a part of the setup of God. We can be a part of what God wants to do in these last days. There's an army rising up. Are you going to be a part of that army? Are you going to say yes? Because when we're getting saved, we have an opportunity to say, Yes, Lord, I will come. Or we cannot come. Now that we're Christians, if you're a Christian, you have a chance and you can say, Yes, Lord, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Or we can hold back. We can hold back for fear. We can hold back because we just don't want to do it. Lack of interest, whatever. But we can say, Yes, Lord, I want to be a part of that army. I want to be a part of that army that's rising up. Use me in your setup, so God. And sometimes it don't even make sense how God will set things up. Have you ever had that happen? Sometimes it don't make sense. It don't make sense at all. But God has got it set up. Amen? So just let God use you. You are an open heaven in Christ to everyone that you will ever meet. You can be that open heaven. God's life and power pours out of you into everyone that you want to try to minister to. Amen? So if, you, if they don't receive it right then, don't give up on that. That's a seed sown. If they tell you to get away, then get away. But go to the next one. Amen? Go to the next one. If you lay hands on them and, and they're sick and they don't recover right then, go to the next one. They, they may be healed before the church service is over. You know? But because it don't happen just instantly, don't give up on that. Let God use you. In Christ, we are the connection. Like I said, we are our heirs and joint heirs with Christ. We are a connection between people and God. We have Jesus in us. We can bring them, tell them about Jesus, and let them receive Him. In John 14, 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than thee shall he do, because I go to live to the, in the Father with the Father. So think about that, church. Think about it. Jesus said, it's expedient that I go to the Father. But I won't leave you comfortless. I won't leave you alone. I won't leave you to where you can't make it. I'm going to give you a helper. I'm going to give you a comforter. I'm going to give you someone that will lead you through. But I need to go back. And now that he went back and the Holy Spirit lives within us, then we can be here and there and everywhere, right? All of us. We can all be a part of it. So just let God use you. God, 
And sometimes, you know, I've just shaken my head. I'm like, God, you just amazed me again how he works things out. But it's a God set up. It's a, just say that. It's a God set up. God set this up. Amen. God works. But don't forget, you have power in you that people need to hear and feel. God will set people around you because they need to know what's inside of you. You have more power than you think. Amen? Amen? You might be a young person, but don't you ever think that you're denied because you're young. You may be young in Christ, but you still have a word to share. Amen. You keep coming to church. You keep, you keep letting God do what He wants to do. You keep listening to preachers. You keep being prayed for. And God will raise you up. In, uh, let's see, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 7. But we have this treasure. That's Jesus. In earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. There's a great treasure inside of us. Amen. Think about that, church. We have a great treasure of Jesus inside of us. We have what people need. We have what this world is looking for. We heard a minister yesterday. We had a prayer time together, and, and uh, he was from a, a biker's group. And what he, he said something that just stuck with my heart uh, of how uh, it's not just declaration now, but it's demonstration. Amen. It's time that we demonstrate what we preach about. It's time that we're laying hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen? That's what's drawing the people in. And he also said, he said that the, the bikers that go out all over the nation, he said that uh, he's finding out more and more how younger people, the younger generation, they're hungry for the true Word of God. They're not hungry for church signs to build up a church. They're not hungry for pastors, big time names and things like that. They want the Word of God. They want the true Word of God. And we've got that. Even in this earthen vessel, we've got this earthen vessel that's not perfect like Linda talked about in Sunday school. We're not perfect. We've got things wrong with us sometimes. We'd rather this be like this or whatever. But we have a power in us. And God can use that power. Amen? So I just want to encourage you that good will always come from a God set up. Souls will be saved. People will be healed. Captives set free. Amen? But just meet the people where they're at. You know, if you, if you, sometimes with people, if you get too deep with them right away, they have no idea what they just heard, and they're all, okay, and they leave. Meet them where they're at. If they need to hear the basics, just because we've been taught the basics, they may need the basics, you know? They may need to know about David and the giant. They may need to know about the fiery furnace and the three Hebrew children, you know? Meet them where they're at and help them take those next steps. Amen? And God can use you even in your struggles. He can use you when things are just not going good. <laughs> and just like when on, uh, in Acts 16 is where I'm going to go with this. Acts 16. And you all know about the story about Paul and Silas. Amen? So Acts 16, I'm going to start with 23. Paul and Silas had been beaten. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. 
who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. He's like, i got to hold on to these guys or I'm going to be in big trouble. And at midnight... How many's had a midnight in their life? How many's had a midnight trial, a midnight time when it's really dark in your life? And at midnight, what did they do? They wasn't wringing their hands. They wasn't crying and whimpering. They prayed and they sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. What happened next? And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately the doors were opened and the everyone's bands, everyone's bands were loosed. So in the middle of their trials, in the middle of their beating, in the middle of them being put in prison, they praised, they worshiped the Lord. And I know today, during praise and worship, there's people that was praising God and you're in your prison right now. You might be in a prison or you might be in the fire but you were still praising the Lord. I want to encourage you, keep praising the Lord. Keep praising Him. Keep lifting Him up. Because your day's coming and you'll come out of that. But even in their struggles, other people were being loosed. And in verse 30, this was a God set up. Verse 30 says, And they brought them out and said, Sirs, he said, the jailer said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and all that were in his house. That was a God set up. <laughs> Even through their, their turmoil, their time of being in the fire, it was a setup from God. And God delivered them. And God saved the jailer and his house. Amen? So even through your trials, your struggles, your fire, your midnight hour when it's the darkest, God can use you. Because like we said, the, the eyes are on the bride. Amen? When you're at a wedding, I said even when you're a groom's mommy, <laughs> I looked at my groom, my son, when he got married. But let me tell you, when the bride comes in, all eyes are on that bride. The world is watching us. We're the bride of Christ. Let's give them something beautiful to look at. Let's give them something beautiful. And I'm not talking outward appearance. I'm talking about let's give them that treasure that's in us. Amen. Let's let them see the beautiful Jesus that's in us. The beautiful Jesus that set us free. He set me free. And I'm so thankful. But even in your struggles, you can, you can bless and you can help people. And I was sharing some of mom's testimony this morning. And uh, February 3rd to August 14th, she had to be away from her house. 53 days from February 3rd, 53 days later, she got out of the hospital. And that was rehab too. Five weeks at our house to recover. She had a blockage in her colon. Had to go in for emergency. I said surgery's bad enough, but when it's an emergency surgery, it's even more scary. She had to go in for emergency surgery on her major, co- you know, major colon surgery. She was in the hospital with rehab another 54 days. So I said it hasn't been a real pretty year for us, <laughs> but God. 
but God. She's here today. Amen. <laughs> and God is moving on her, and God is doing beautiful things in her. But through the struggle, through the struggle, God was blessing people. Through the struggle, people were coming to her room. And I'm telling you that she said, Tina, there's this one lady that brings me chocolate chip cookies, warm, and Sprite. And I, I said, that's got to be an angel. You know, chocolate chip cookies and pop. <laughs> I said, that's got to be an angel. <laughs> but but I, and I thought she wasn't a nurse. She wasn't a tech. She wasn't a doctor. I thought, who is this? It's taking mom stuff. And this is great. I love it because mom was happy. <laughs> and But it turns out later I talked to the girl on the phone and she said, I've been going to your mom's room. And she said, she blesses me so much. She told mom, she said, Miss Sylvia, I came back in here today because your testimony yesterday blessed me so much. And, and mom shared scriptures. I had written scriptures on index cards just so that it would be easier for mom to read than pulling their Bible out. And mom said, can I share these with you? And she said, yes. And she said, I'm going to read them and I'm going to pass them on. So we had scripture going all over the hospital. I just pray those cards are still being passed around. Amen. But even through the struggle, and I'm not saying she was up every day. <laughs> we had some rough days. I mean, it was still February. It was still COVID rules, really strict. I was the only one allowed to see her when she was at UK all those days. And, uh, but God moved. But there were days that I told, told them this morning, there was one particular day that she said, I'm done. I'm done. And I'm always the one, and my sister and my brother do too. We try to keep her pumped up and stuff. But, but I, I was like, Mom, God is faithful. You know God's going to bring us through this. Dad passed away. What did God do? He brought us through this. You've been in the hospital before. What did God do? He brought us through this. You're going to get through this. She said, Tina, I'm having a rough time. So Tina calls Pastor Hall. <laughs> I called Pastor Patrick and Pastor John. They prayed before church started. I called Pastor Hall, and I appreciate him and Mike. They just came to visit Mom in the hospital, and uh, sometimes pastors can get past, and they can visit when other people can't. <laughs> Thank God for that. But I called Pastor Hall, and Mom's like, you know, this is one of those days that I just want to go home and not to earthly home. And Pastor Hall had a word for her that, that day in service at here. Me and Mom were listening live. And he said, I've been praying for Miss Sylvia. And Sylvia, it's not God's time for you yet. You've got two people that you're still going to be touching. And Mom, right then, she said, all right, that's what I need. Let's fight. <laughs> so praise God. But even through the struggles, God was there. Even through the struggle, God was blessing other people. So thank God that He does that. It's a God setup. It was set up that a nurse shared with mom and then ended up sharing with me and Lisa too things that she was going through because she knew we prayed. She said, I need you all to pray for me. God set it up. Why that nurse? Why that time? Why this? Why that? It's a God setup. Don't you want to be a part of God's setup? I want to be a part of God's setup. Amen. I want him to set somebody up and me get to be right in the middle of it. It's like, yes, honey, God will bring you through because he's brought me through. Amen. And there was one particular Sunday at home. She had already gotten home. And, 
And uh, uh, that particular Sunday, we had been dealing with the issue. And it's like, we couldn't get this thing to work. We needed it to work. I text Michelle. I'm like, give me some advice, sister. You're a nurse. <laughs> and Michelle was helping me all she could. Home health had helped us. But we needed God to move. I told him this morning, I said, it wasn't a matter of we were impatient and just, oh God, we need you to move. We needed God to move. Desperate then and there for God to move. Back against the wall. We need God to move. So my sister was there. Me and mom, we just lifted our hands. We said, God, we need you to move. I said, Saturday and Sunday, this is what we've dealt with. It wasn't mom's fault. It was just that, that thing. We needed God to move. Within 15 minutes, God moved. <laughs> Praise God. He gets all the glory for it. But let me tell you, in your struggle, God can bless you. God can bless others. But you might be saying today, Tina, that sounds good. I'll have a testimony in the end. That sounds great. But I'm in the fire today. And God let me know this week that there's people here today that's right in the middle of your storm. You're right in the middle of that fire. You're right in the middle of those midnight hours when our minds were so chaotic and our bodies were tired. And you're right here today. But I want to encourage you. You're already an overcomer because you're here today. You could have stayed home. You could have stayed in bed. You could have said, you know, just let them have church. I'm done. I'm tired. I'm, I'm in fire. I'm, 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 in the, I'm in the battle. But you didn't. You came today. You're an overcomer. And you know that makes the enemy so mad. It makes him so mad. But you know where he's at? Where he should be. He's under our feet. Amen? So, so you're an overcomer already. So don't let the enemy beat you out of it today. Don't leave like you came. Just like Pastor Matt said, praise Him. Let God bring you out. Just, just, just say it even if you're saying it in faith. God, I know you're the healer. I know you're the one that when, you, when we speak your name, darkness flees. I know, I know, I know. So speak it in faith. But don't leave this house the same way you came. If you're battling something, don't you leave without somebody helping you if you need help. Don't you leave without calling on the name of Jesus. Sometimes I've been needing a touch in church that I sit right in my seat, got my touch, got my healing. But there's been times when I'm like, let the song start, whatever has to happen. Let me get up front and get my hands laid on me. So don't leave here. Don't leave here bound. They don't want you to leave here bound. Nobody wants you to leave here bound. Even if it's a mental, just a mental chaos or, or a physical thing or something you're going through with your children or something you're going through with your family, don't leave here without God moving and out, without calling on the Lord. And I want to share a, 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 the words to this song real quick. And I just want to tell you, out on the water, storms raging high, this is the disciples in the boat, the waters around them were troubled that night. And fear filled their hearts, and they thought they would die. 
You been there? <laughs> it's like, God, I don't know if I'm going to get through this one or not. But they failed to remember that the master was nigh. And he spoke the word, and the winds all stood still. Even the waters, they obeyed his will. And he conquered the storms just like he will mine. If I just remember who lives deep inside. So why should I worry? Why should I fear? The very same Jesus, he stays always near. He lives in my heart and he hears when I cry. I call on his name until the storm passes by. Don't ever stop calling on the name of Jesus. Don't ever say, oh, you know, there's no help for me. I'm just staying home today. No, don't ever be in that state. If you're in a state today and your back's against the wall, let me testify to you that God will bring you through. One way or the other, one way or the other, God will bring you through. And I'm going to finish up. Um, and I'll... I'm going to finish up, but there's a story, and I've told it before one time when I taught Sunday school here, and uh, I'll share it real quick. But there is a pastor that, uh, he loves football, and he has, he has his team, and uh, so he works on Sunday. So pastors work on Sunday. <laughs> pastors work every day. <laughs> They don't get Monday off just because they're not in church. But they work every day. They're praying for us and they're lifting us up. And they're, and they're seeking God for vision. And like Matt, Pastor Mike said earlier, just, you know, pray for us. You know, we're seeking direction. Pray for us. Lift us up. And so this pastor, anyway, he liked football. So he would record the games. He records games on Sundays so he can watch them later. Well, there was a big important game. And uh, it was a matter of, I think, if his team was going to go to the playoffs or not. So it's a big, big game. So he said, i got to get out of here after church, not talk to very many people so I can get home, watch the game, and nobody tell me the outcome because the game was over. So he said, I got out of church after shaking hands and all that, got out of church, going to my car, getting in my car, and somebody said, Hey, Pastor, your team won today. <laughs> He said, ah! <laughs> but he went home, got his lunch. He watched the game anyway. So he's watching the game, but his team is behind. Okay? His team was down. I don't know if they were down. Field goal, touchdown. I don't know. They were just down. But he said, you know what? I wasn't worried. I knew the outcome. <laughs> he said, I didn't know. He said, I, I wasn't worried. He said, Last seconds, they fumble. My team fumbles. He said, I wasn't worried. He said, I knew the outcome. The last few seconds of the game, his team scored the touchdown. They won. He knew they won. Church, we know how it ends. <laughs> we know how it ends, Pastor Hall. <laughs> we know how it ends. We know. We know how it ends. This story ends with a great ending. Amen? If you're blood-bought and you're born again, this story ends well. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, if you don't have that treasure living in your heart, let today be your day. You're set up. God set you up. 
to be here. <laughs> Amen? Just give your heart to Jesus. Don't let it be a struggle. Just say, Lord, I want you. I want you to live in my heart. I want to be changed. I want to give my life to Jesus. That's the most important thing. We know. We know how it ends. Psalms 100, and I didn't give this to them back there, but this is in the Passion Translation. And then I'm going to turn it back over to the pastors. Lift up. This is Psalms 100 in the Passion. Lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. Why don't you go ahead and stand with me this morning. Lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. As you serve Him, be glad and worship Him. Sing your way into His presence with joy. And realize what this really means. We had the privilege of worshiping the Lord our God. For He is our Creator and we belong to Him. We are the people of His pleasure. You can pass through His open gates with the password of praise. I thought Sister Hall would like that. <laughs> you probably read that. But the password of praise. Come right into His presence with thanksgiving. Come bring your thank offering to Him and affectionately bless His beautiful name. For the Lord is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you. So kind that it will astound you. And He is famous for His faithfulness toward all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted for He keeps His promises to every generation. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the King. Praise His holy name today. He's as faithful to me. He's as faithful to the generations as He is little baby Hall. Amen. He's as faithful to the babies. He's as faithful to the most elderly person. And He's faithful to all of us in between. He's faithful, church. Aren't you glad? Don't leave here the way you came. If you're lost without Jesus, give your heart to Him today. Somebody will pray with you. Ask Him into your heart right now if you haven't received Him and you want to receive Him. But let God, let God, children of God, let God use you. Let Him use you. This world needs the message that we have. They need that treasure that's within us. Amen? Thank you all. Thank you for listening today to the Living Godcast. We trust and pray that you are blessed by today's word. If you would like to contact us for prayer or for more information about Church of the Living God, please visit our Facebook page at WinCityCOLG or give us a call at 859-745-1865.